0: Welcome, Seattle hockey fans, to another episode of Locked on Kraken. This is our 100th episode. Can't thank you enough for coming along this journey with us uh, for the 32nd uh, NHL team as they embark on their maiden voyage. And today, because it's a very special episode for Locked on Kraken, we have a very special guest, the voice of the Seattle Kraken on radio, Everett Fitzhugh. The voice fits. Everett, how are you?
1: Erica, I'm doing well. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing fantastic now that I get a chance to sit down and chat with you. We've come across each other a few times in Seattle, but huge fan. (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, it was uh, it was a huge honor uh, when I was finally able to meet you for the first time as well. Um, I, I read your stuff. I'd heard about you. I, I knew about all the the history you yourself was making. And when I found out that Eric Ayala was going to be one of the people to cover us, I was I was like, well, how lucky are we? This is great. So <laughs> this is this is just as big of a deal for me. I can promise you that.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, definitely warmed up here in, in the, the apartment a little hearing that. Thank you so much for those kind words, Everett. Um, yeah. But yes, history making. We love to see it. Absolutely. As I say, uh, and I know we've had Trey Matthews on the show. I know he's yeah. your mentor. We talk about it all the time. Representation matters. And yeah. so it's just an honor, just a privilege to be in the same space and covering this Seattle Kraken team. But Everett. Yeah. When we have guests on Locked on Kraken, I like to ask first and foremost what I call my brown sugar question. And that, of course, is when did you first fall in love with hockey?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was young um, being from Detroit. Of course, you're in hockey town. Um, So everybody, everybody was a hockey fan, black, white male, female, doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you were a hockey fan simply because of, of where you grew up. Um, I, I really didn't start paying close attention to hockey until I was probably in the third grade. Uh, all of my friends in class were hockey fans. Uh, I never played. Uh, Mom thought it was a bit too dangerous, so I was more of a, of a baseball player growing up. Um, but all my friends were hockey fans, so I, I wanted to fit in with everybody else. So I started watching hockey, um, and the wings were winning, so it was easy to get involved. This was right around the, the 97, 98 uh, back-to-back champion Detroit Red Wings. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's how I, I I found the sport. And I guess I became a hockey fan, a uh, full-fledged hockey fan, when I watched a, a Red Wings-Edmonton Oilers game. And Edmonton had two black players on the same team. So, for me, that was huge because, you know, I was always told hockey was for the white kids and, and, and all oh, brothers don't play hockey. You know, you go sit in the barbershop and they're giving you a hard time. But then when I saw, uh, uh, Mike Greer and, and George, LaRoc on the same ice sheet, I was like, Whoa, this is, this is huge. Like, I remember running through the house like telling my mom, like, Mom, there's two black guys on TV. Uh, it was it was very, very exciting. And then a few years later, Anson Carter uh, joined Edmonton. So now they had three black players on the same team. Uh, that, that Those late 90s, early 2000s Oilers teams, um, that's really what got me into hockey because at, at one time, there were, I want to say, five, seven uh, black players either on the team or in the system uh, for Edmonton, so that was that was my like my, my black power moment, you know. When when I saw all of those all those brown faces uh, on the ice and on the roster, and it let me know that hockey was for was for me. Uh, I had a place in the game. I could be a fan uh, uh, of hockey. Um, so that's that's how my my fandom of hockey started.
0: Wow, I love that. So you have Detroit, kind of was was the hook right there, yeah. and you get caught uh, right at, around a time where the team is win is winning. Yeah. You know, everyone loves a winner.
1: You got. I love was in it. third grade. I was eight years old, nine years old. So of course, I was a front runner, right? Like, oh, they're <laughs> winning.
0: Uh, well, you know, front runner might be a little bit a little bit tough, but uh, we <laughs>
1: you, you've
0: definitely stuck with it, so we'll give you a pass. We'll give you okay. a pass on okay. that one. <laughs> but um, before we move on, though, I, I I saw on social media, uh, you had Mama Fitz come to the game when you were back home in Detroit. Yeah. That was actually we talked about Trey earlier. He was able to shadow you that that game. Yeah. Um, but you've also you know given your how you fell in love with hockey story, right? Your your brown. Sugar answer. Um, yeah. It seems like Edmonton has had a pretty big impact on on you as well. So yeah. n- you've been able to uh, see the Seattle Kraken play Edmonton a handful of times now, mm-hmm. call that, those games. So what was that experience like for you going back to that, or, you know, that origin story that you just told us?
1: Yeah, it was it was big. Um, I remember the preseason game that that we got to do up in Edmonton, and and even though it was the new building, it wasn't uh, the old uh, Rexall Place or Skyreach Center Northlands Coliseum. As a lot of folks remember it from back in the '80s, but it was still cool to look up in the rafters and see all of the, the Stanley Cup banners and see all the numbers that are hanging and all the history. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching. Edmonton on hockey night in Canada so every week every other week um, when they were on you would see all those faces and then you know I, I was an Oilers fan up until last year you know up until I got uh, I got hired by the division rival right so uh, that Oilers fandom unfortunately had to go away but um, you know being able to to see all these guys that I'd been watching for so long Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. When when I found out that Edmonton was taking Jordan Eberle, you know what I mean? Like I, I was still I remember Eberle when he was in Edmonton. Um, so you know that that fandom I don't think ever really went away. Um, and and when when I got to play the Oilers for the first time, and when I got to meet all the members in Edmonton's media that I'd been following uh, as a as a, a professional and, and then as a fan from when I was in uh, high school and and um uh, college, you know, Mark Spector and Bob Stoffer and all those folks who who cover the team and who have been covering the team, Jason Greger. It was really cool to, to to meet those guys in person. But you know, as every player would say, once that puck drops, I'm all cracking. So um, you know, but but it was really cool that first game in Edmonton, and then we did the, the 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 regular season game back on November 1st, and I had that game circled as well on the calendar. But it was really cool to be able to go back and and go not back go to the place where, you know, my, my favorite team from childhood called home, so...
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. Now you said, as far as your sporting time and days, baseball yeah. was really the yes. game for you. So uh, I might we'll we'll keep that for another podcast because I'm a massive baseball fan. That's huge, awesome. Huge baseball fan. So we'll we'll save that for the next time you're on. But um, I want to stick with um, hockey. And yeah. so you you fall in love with the game as a fan. Uh, you're able to watch the Oilers, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there comes a time when you go to Bowling Green. I know you are very proud you very, a very proud. proud alum so i want to make sure we got that in there <laughs> <laughs> but um and then you had already essentially it sounds like decided that you wanted to work in sports mm-hmm. uh, so now walk us through um you know because when you decide that you want to go into sports journalism you have a lot of opportunity to to test out a few different things um, on on the media side, obviously with specific sports. Um, so what was it where you were like, you know what? It's hockey. We're good. All the other stuff. It's great. But uh, I'm going to leave that to the side. We're going with hockey.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, uh, it, it was it was completely by chance when I fell into to, to hockey and broadcasting wise. And, and again, it all goes back to baseball because I got into broadcasting. Uh, a friend of mine, I was um, a freshman in college. I was a freshman at Bowling Green. So we're talking October of 2006 a uh, buddy of mine pulled me off the couch i was watching the tigers and oakland a's um in the playoffs and he dragged me off the couch and said hey I, you've been talking you know this first couple months of school about how you'd Want to be in sports or broadcasting or something? Uh, there's a, a a group that I found. It was called Bowling Green Radio Sports Organization, and and I think you know that'd be a good fit for you. So I begrudgingly left my Tigers uh, to be watched later, and I went to this uh, this meeting, and I fell in love with everything they had to say. It was honestly for me, it was it was a sports fan's dream. Bunch of guys sitting around talking about sports. There were play-by-play opportunities. There were radio shows, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, "All right, hey, I found my people." Um, I didn't know that play-by-play was even an option uh, for a career. I always thought I was going to be uh, the late great Stuart Scott uh, on the ESPN Sports Center desk. That was going to be my my calling at one point. But um, I went to the meeting. I uh, ended up doing a lot of board hopping, technical stuff behind the scenes. I did some um, pregame shows, intermission hosting. Um, I had my own radio show, Motown Sports Madness, where we talked about Detroit sports. Um, And I got my first broadcast when I was uh, my second semester of my freshman year um everybody wanted to do base or basketball and football the the sexy sports unfortunately and um there were maybe three or four of us who were hockey fans and who could even remotely talk about hockey so um I volunteered to do a game and I did that first game as a color analyst it was Bowling Green against the University of Alaska Fairbanks uh and I immediately just I knew that I wanted to work in hockey I knew that I wanted to work in hockey radio I called my mom it was either that night or the next day and I was like so we're gonna we're gonna put all these eggs in the hockey basket and my mom being as as smart and and as you know she's always looking out for 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 me and and she's like all right I'm proud of you but you know, make sure you give yourself options. You know, you don't want to be trapped. And I, I, which I, I appreciated. And I did some basketball, I did some baseball games, but it all it, it kept coming back to hockey, 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 hockey. That's what I love to do. Um, so I, I started as a freshman. And I'm one of those very few people who knew at 18 years old, this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. Um, I got friends in their mid 30s now. Or early 40s who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up. So I'm one of the lucky ones um, that knew that this is what I wanted to be. I want to be an NHL radio man um, when when I get out of here and come hell or high water, I'm going to make it happen. And here I am. It finally was able to make it happen.
0: That is amazing. With the 32nd team and expansion team at yeah. Seattle Kraken, which I'm sure um, has its own um, unique opportunities in and of itself kind of baked in and so coming up everett let's let's talk about seattle let's let's really get into it and and talk about the seattle kraken this holiday season you should make sure and grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even tastes better than a candy bar and of course we're talking about built bar you get the best of both worlds tasty and delicious, delicious and healthy, low in calories, low in carbs, low in sugar, but high in protein. And that you have a few treats to share with your favorite auntie. And that's by going over to built.com and using promo code locked one five for 15% off your next order at built.com as always happy snacking. All right, Everett. So, so let's get into now coming back with this Seattle Kraken team uh, you talked about knowing that the NHL was something that you wanted to aspire and specifically yeah. a radio voice. And uh, so you cut your teeth, you, you put in your work, mm-hmm. you get the opportunity to be um, a part of the broadcast with the Seattle Kraken. Now, on, on the one hand, you, you kind of had this in your head. You knew you wanted to do hockey. You knew you wanted to work in the NHL. What have been some of the things working for a brand new NHL team that have been maybe a little bit different than anything you've experienced in your career thus far?
1: You know, I, I think the biggest thing that I can point to is the fact – that it's just that everything is brand new. We didn't have a stadium. We didn't have a coach. We didn't have a this. We didn't have a that. Everything that I've done in my career from college through the USHL through the ECHL with the Cincinnati Cyclones all of all of those teams have had uh, a history. They've been established. Cincinnati has won multiple Kelly Cups. They had a GM who'd been there for you know so many years, and 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 they had a fan base who was established. So you knew what you were getting into. When I was in Youngstown of the USHL, they had a fan base that was established. They knew what you were getting into. But I think that was what was so exciting about the prospect of coming to Seattle is that everything was brand new. Uh, Todd Leiwicky brought me and my my fiance say, now my wife, out uh, for um, a tour and a visit during my interview process, and I was sold within five minutes of talking to Todd, which, by the way, Todd is is an amazing human being, and so much so I'm trying to sell myself to you like this is why you should hire me as as your next broadcaster and he was so proud of what the Kraken uh, at the time what NHL Seattle was accomplishing he was trying to sell me on Seattle and I said listen I'm I'm, I want to get there so I I thought that was just so cool um that he was trying to sell me on the NHL when I know people who would do this for free and 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 you know myself being one of them to, to get to this point but you know I Just being able to be in our organization that is so committed to doing things differently. And the fact that it is, it was a blank slate. There was a clean whiteboard and we had a bunch of markers. And, And the fact that we were able to paint our own picture and write our own story we weren't beholden to what has happened in the past um you know there there are plenty of teams and plenty of examples uh from all around sports hockey baseball any sport you want to throw out there well if it ain't broke don't fix it and and that kind of mentality i I think um paints you into a corner and being able to come to Seattle, that was the biggest surprise, I guess, is that there was no corner to be painted into. And it was exciting. It was, it was wonderful to come to a place that had just open road ahead of them. So I, I think that's the biggest thing that took me by surprise is I had, I had many, you know, oh wow, moments. Like, wait, we can do that? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that we can do that is that is that we can do that and and they were like yeah why wouldn't we be able to do that um, okay that's a good point i guess yeah why wouldn't we be able to do that so that that was kind of the cool thing for me is is seeing just how new and how fresh everything was here
0: I love that. I mean, and that translates a lot for someone who covers the team. And, you know, at first was kind of coming from a distance, uh, you know, Bob brought me in to to do a, a few things. Um, but then you know i had no idea i was going to be covering the seattle kraken for this yeah. podcast but i just remember thinking like wow this is refreshing yeah. because you know everything that i knew i know about hockey culture comes from the women's hockey mm-hmm. side of things or the college hockey side of things and the sport is the same but the culture is a little bit different and you you hear things about other pockets of hockey, and and you wonder, all right, well, uh, you know, how much of that is just what people say? How much of that is what it is? But it's it's to your point. Everything in Seattle has been like a like a a fresh breeze, you know, yeah. and, and it's able, you're able to see a sport that we all love that we've yeah. all bought into for different uh, reasons and at different times. And you get to see it from a new perspective and how often does anyone get to do that? That's so yeah. cool. And,
1: and and also too, it's, it's funny what you said, because, and, and I think, I think too, the game of hockey and the people who work in hockey, us as hockey people we understand and we we know that this is an imp- is this is an imp- imperfect space, right? Mm-hmm. That this isn't a perfect space. But the fact that you're able to work with a team and, and work for an organization that is fundamentally trying to change the way that we do things, within our sport whether it be through marketing whether it be through the on ice product whether it be through the community obviously the hiring process the um, the hiring process here in seattle in embracing the different diversity the different voices that we have within our sport has been phenomenal and, and it, it begs the question well why can't we do this you know why 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 can't we do this we're doing something that has never been done before and we're hoping that will be done again so it's so cool to be on that, that forward um, driving force of change within our sport.
0: I love that. And so before we move on to talking about some of the ways that the Seattle Kraken and even other entities in and around the NHL are really embracing, as you mentioned, hockey for everyone, I want to ask you this. So you are the play-by-play voice on radio. Mm -hmm. Um, You are able and have obviously been able to call Seattle Kraken games, and I love listening to your calls. So much fun, so much energy that you bring. Um, that's definitely a style that I try to bring. But if if someone is um listening to you for the first time ever, how would you kind of summarize what you um hope that they get from your Seattle Kraken call?
1: I hope that that people take away three things. Number one, someone who is Overall, passionate about what he does, someone who genuinely uh, loves what he does for a living. Uh, I tell people all the time, I've never worked a day in my life. This is this is not a job. This is fun uh, for me. So I, that's number one. I think number two, I want people to to feel like they're at the game. Uh, I understand that you know, radio is is a very difficult medium to convey. And to be able to be as descriptive as possible while keeping folks entertained, um, that's that's what I aim to do. So a lot of folks will tell me, you know, I, I can close my eyes and I feel like I'm there. You paint such a great picture. That's such a huge compliment to me because that is one of the things that I that I aim to to do every night is I want to put you there. I want you to feel like you are at every single all 82 games live and in color i want you to feel like you're there and number three i want you to feel comfortable i want you to feel like you and i are just at a bar having a beer watching a game i want to be relatable i want i want you to think and feel like we're best friends that you're talking to your buddy and 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 i think that comes through with myself and with dave i mean, Dave. His his whole affect and his whole demeanor and what he's been able to accomplish throughout his career, both on the ice and off the ice, he's helped me in so many ways, in ways that he doesn't even realize uh, that that of have- ultimately help me become a better broadcaster. So those are the three things that, that I want to get across when folks are listening. Um, I'm not short on volume and I'm not short on energy. I've actually had a few folks tweet to me like, I, I love Everett's passion, but man, he's got to calm down sometimes. He's got to pull it back a little bit. And you know, to those people I said, hey, I understand that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I get it. But I I, I genuinely love what I do. And I'm excited that I get to do this every single day. And I want people to feel like they're with us. They're a part of us. They're on the ice. They're in the locker room. They're, they're, I, I, don't, I don't want our fans to feel like fans. I want them to feel like they are part of this organization. And I feel like I've got a huge responsibility in, in helping to achieve that goal.
0: Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, I've not been one to be called shy of energy myself, so yeah. I might be biased, but yeah. I think you know, if, if if the worst thing you can say about me is that I'm too passionate and too yeah. energetic, I think I'll take it. I'll
1: take that. <laughs> if, that if that's my one criticism, man, that Everett is too energetic and too passionate. Great. <laughs> if that's the fantastic. worst thing someone says about me, I will take that as a career. All right. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Well, coming up next, I do want to, um, you know, tap into that brain of yours. And we have so many people that want to find their way, whether it's in hockey or, or otherwise. So maybe a few key tips from Everett Fits You on just, you know, what has led to success for you. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before with their upgraded website and interface. But even with the upgrades, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports betting action this season. You can head to the website right now and get a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on over at betonline.ag. Again, that's a 55-0 welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on from basketball, football, of course, the NHL, and even your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. So don't wait to take advantage of of all of the specials available for the 2021 season, bet online where the game starts. All right, Everett. Sadly, we are at our third segment uh, for this time around our 100th episode of Locked On Kraken, mm-hmm. Kraken, excuse me. Um, I am so thrilled. That you were here to join us for this 100th episode of Locked On Kraken, uh, man, this has been so exciting. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, not to be too presumptuous, but would love to have you back. Maybe we'll oh, yeah. talk. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk Mariners. We'll talk, you know, the 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 Tigers. Whatever you want, we'll we'll you do name it. Name the time
1: and the place. I'll be back. <laughs> <This has laughs> let's been a blast. go. All
0: right, I have that recorded. Going to keep that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Proof. She's got video proof. that's happening? Video proof. I'm coming proof. back.
0: Let's go. All right. <laughs> yes. Energy on like 50. <laughs> yes. Yes. I absolutely love it. But I think what's also great is for when we're in opportunity in, in positions to um be trailblazers, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, both of us. Whether we have kind of uh, sought it out or not, have found our, ourselves in the hockey space as yeah. that. But I think it's also great, as you also said, to put yourself in a position to to help someone else. And I've I read that you're like, hey, uh, you know, I, I think it's great that I've been able to be a trailblazer. But what would mean more to me is that there's someone coming up right behind me. Yeah. And so for whomever that person is, uh, whatever they see as their next step and their next yeah. goal, uh, what advice would you give? Give to someone who is really on the come up um, mm-hmm. to be successful, what does it take?
1: You know, I, I, there, there's so many things that I can say. I can give you the cliche answer of it takes hard work, which it does. It, it's not easy. Um, you know, I, I want people to know that, you know, it, it's, been, it's been a long journey, It's been a difficult journey at times. Um, I've enjoyed every step of it. I I can tell you so many stories of when I was in Cincinnati and you get to the rink at 8.30 in the morning for morning skate and you don't leave until your post-game story and highlights and all that stuff are done at midnight. Um, It's a long process. It's a long, arduous process. and I'm very, very fortunate that I was one of the lucky ones to have been able to make it early. A lot of guys You know they don't do this at 32 years old. They they may not get there till they're 42. They may not get there till they're 52. I know I know people. I've got colleagues of mine in other leagues, AHL, NCAA, ECHL, wherever it is, that they're in there. They're still doing this at a minor league level. I can point to so many broadcasters who are in the NHL finally after 20 years in the minors so i consider myself lucky and I, I i i hope that someone sees this and doesn't think that you know i'm the standard you know it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work and you have to to work hard but but i also think too the biggest thing that i would tell people and, and i firmly believe this is don't be afraid to fail um you know i'm not perfect i i've i've, I've now done uh, 23, 24 broadcasts for the Seattle Kraken. Um, I've done close to 500 broadcasts total in my career between college, juniors, uh, ECHL, and here. I don't think I've had a perfect broadcast, if you will. You're, you're going to to have slip ups, you're going to have stumbles, and that's okay. Along the road, um, when you're trying to get to this space and when you're trying to get to this, this, this precipice, this, uh, uh, the goal that you set for yourself, you're going to fail and that's okay. I've been turned down. I've been told no, I've been not answered uh, to emails, calls, job applications, whatever you're going to fail. It's going to feel hopeless at times, but that's okay. Because if something is worth getting, um, if something's worth achieving, then you're going to do whatever you can to to get there. And and I always tell people, I said, don't be afraid to reach out to to your favorite broadcaster. I, I say this all the time. If we as broadcasters and we as people who work in the NHL or who work in sports or just anybody who works in a position that you want to get to, if you're a lawyer, or if you're an aspiring lawyer, an aspiring doctor, find your favorite doctor and email that person. Find your favorite lawyer and email that person. They may not respond to you, but I firmly believe that if, if they're serious about what they're doing, they want to encourage and they want to welcome that next generation, and I tell that to folks all the time. And I'm like, I will do whatever I can to make sure that there is always uh, someone who who looks like me, a member of a historically underrepresented population. I will do whatever I can to make sure that they're in a position to succeed. Um, and if you want to get to the NHL, if you want to do this, it's going to take a lot of hard work, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And and you're, there's going to be slip ups along the way, but but you have to be committed to it. And it sounds cliche. And I know that. And I'm so sorry that it does. You know, you've been told your entire lives, work hard and, and you'll finally get there. But it's true. It really is true. But also I'm not, I'm not naive to know that I had help along the way. And I had people who looked out for me. I had people who loved me and who cared about me, both in the industry and outside of the industry. I've had people that I know uh reach out for me and folks that I didn't know come to find out, have said some very nice things and who've helped me in ways that I couldn't even imagine. So make those connections. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to to reach out to those people who are at a place you want to get to. Because like I've said before, you owe it to the community. You owe it to the sport. But more importantly, you owe it to yourself to be that influence that you may have never had. Um, to help people along. and I hope that I'm not the only black man at this party, as they say. I don't want to be the only black guy at this party. Like I I'm praying. <laughs> I cannot wait till I look to the press box next door and there are black men, there are black women, there are, are, are Asian men and women, there are Hispanic men and women, there are Muslim men and women. It doesn't matter. I hope that there is someone out there who comes from a historical historically underrepresented community who is on their way to, to this to this plateau where we, you and I, Erica, are lucky enough to find ourselves
0: yeah I love that and you know I I'm, I'm, I'm looking out I don't know uh, that yeah. there are many uh, black women or women of color that yeah. are serving um, on the Everett Fitzhugh thank you so much best of luck we know we have some games slated before the holiday break that's when we're recording this and obviously first things first we hope that everyone in the Seattle Kraken organization stays as healthy as possible um, and that we can uh, keep forging ahead in a way that is safe and and responsible for for everyone. But Everett, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it is much appreciated. What an honor to have you on again, the 100th episode of Locked on Kraken.
1: Well, thank you very much. This is great. Everyone out there, thank you for listening and for watching. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Joyous Kwanzaa. Uh, Whatever you celebrate, I hope that it's safe. I hope that it's fun. I hope that everyone out there does well. And and I'm looking forward to continuing to to ride this historical wave in Seattle and to to follow amazing people like yourself on on your journey uh, as well. So thank you so much for having me on.